Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of my podcast... Titled, Hovercraft Parenting, also known as parents who float over or shadow their kids as if still attached to them by something like an umbilical cord or duct tape. (laughs) Okay, first of all, it's time to mention that I'm getting back to and finalizing my parenting series with this episode and also getting back to not being as serious as I was in my last two episodes. So I do plan on having a little fun during this podcast while doing some educating of parents in our modern world. Now, I know that many people have heard the term helicopter parenting, but that sounds so passe. So yesterday, so 2005-ish. So that is why I went with the name Hovercraft Parenting, a more modern and hip term for our more contemporary times. And I'm also using this term because parents these days seem to truly hover over their kids, just like the only two other living creatures on the planet that are capable of hovering in place. The infamous hummingbird and those flying rats, also known as bats. And you would not believe how many bats live in the chimney of the church across the street from my house. But I digress. So what do I mean by hovercrafting? Well, I'm glad you asked. A hovercrafting parent is one who is simply over-involved in their child's life. And other than working, if they do work, the parent has little else going on in their lives other than their kids. Even when they find time to have a drink with the neighbors, the kids are often within their sight. Hovercrafting means you feel it's your job to basically protect your children from anything in the world that can possibly harm them. And such parents will also often direct their child's behavior with lots of, do this, Bruce, don't do that, Bruce, in particular when their children are young. (laughs) Are you a do-and-don't-do-this kind of parent? Something you might want to ask yourself. Hovercrafters will also challenge teachers if their child gets a poor grade on just one out of 25 quizzes. They may also do more than their share of a child's homework. Select their kid's friends. Try to influence the school to allow their child to be taught by a certain teacher. To talk to their child's coach about getting more playing time. Or yell at the cheerleading coach because their child didn't make the team, regardless of how little talent or interest the child may have in being a cheerleader. Or they may force their child to play some musical instrument that their kid doesn't like, and downright hates, but the parent thinks that they must learn to play an instrument. Basically, if a child has any challenge or problem or isn't happy with something, 
the parent intervenes, intercedes, or the technical term for this is they stick their noses in it. (laughs) They're also likely to push their kids to be great achievers, to get the good grades, even if it means hiring a tutor and even though their child is already an honor student, so that they can get into a great school. And they will also push their kids to engage in several activities and to excel at them, even if they need a private coach. And by doing all of this, they leave their children with limited, unscheduled playtime with friends and time for themselves. They don't just let life happen, which is sometimes messy, sometimes not fun. Sometimes you get a bad teacher or you don't get picked for something. And all of those not-so-good experiences can actually help your children learn and grow. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger is actually a very true statement. It's a fact that we will learn more from mistakes, from when things go wrong, from when we get hurt and when we fall and when we fail. Think about your own life. And what have you learned, and when have you learned it, and how has it changed you? Now, parents can also become quite bossy and directive hovercrafters, like during a sporting event. And I've experienced this firsthand multiple times, like when my daughter played soccer at a young age. I couldn't believe how many parents and other family members actually attended the games, and how much the parents got involved in the game, instead of just letting their children play. You know, play as in having fun and enjoying yourself. Yet at my daughter's games, I was shocked, surprised, blown away at the number of parents who frequently felt the need to direct their kids about what they should and shouldn't do on a soccer field, or to constantly praise their kids, or to complain to the ref or direct or yell at the coach. It was downright embarrassing a lousy example to set for their children and mine and turn what should have been a fun activity into a very stressful experience. There were times when the parents were the ones clearly acting like children and acting as if the game were a life or death situation. I could barely hear over the noise of the crowd. And yes, there are parents who do the opposite and hovercraft via endless praise. Johnny, you look great out there. Good hustle. Nice shot. Good defense. And on and on every few minutes for an entire game. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Enough already about Johnny. It can be so embarrassing to your children to hear that. And it can also be quite annoying or nauseating to other parents to hear all that. And it's not all helpful to Johnny when it's so overdone. And then, of course, there are those other parents that hear your praise and need to copy it. And before you know it, you hear all these kids' names being called out for doing all these generally non-spectacular things. When you ask parents why they are hovering and being such a bossy pants, you're likely to get a couple of the following standard answers. 
It's because I want my kids to have a better life than I had. I want my kids to have a good life. I want my kids to be successful. I want to protect my kids from ever getting hurt. I only want the best for my children. And that all sounds great, right? Well, you'll soon learn that being a hovercrafting parent will not necessarily help you achieve these goals. And in fact, they often have the opposite effect. Now, I know this will sound extreme, but maybe parents, friends, and family should not even be allowed to attend their kids' games or other activities. I honestly think the kids would be better off. Just drop off your kid and then pick them up after the game. Or if we don't want to be that extreme, then you can attend but not be allowed to say anything to anyone playing or involved in the game. The kids, the coaches, the refs. Still a bit extreme, but it's much better than what's going on today. Now, let me go back in time. For a moment and talk about how much parenting has changed so much over the years, at least in Bruce World and how it was not far off from a suggestion I mentioned just a moment ago. When my wife, Mary, and I were kids, parenting was nothing like it is today. It was the opposite of hovering. And obviously times have changed, and it could be somewhat more dangerous to give children too much freedom. But as kids, we basically left our homes after breakfast on weekend or summer days, And it was not unusual for our parents to just let us know what time to be home. But other than that, there was little to no questioning about where we were going or what we were going to be doing or who we were going to do things with. After we left our houses, it allowed our parents to have fun and engage in a variety of their own activities, to participate in clubs and just hang out with other friends. Did you know that these types of activities have decreased by over 50% just in the last generation and that the number of friendships that adults had also dropped by 50% and that was in the past 20 years and that's because of all the time parents have been spending with their kids. And according to a study in 2018, the average parent, if they're lucky, has all of about 30 minutes of me time per day to do what they want that is fun, relaxing, and does not involve their children. When it came to activities back in the day, there were a few organized activities that we would participate in, but it was pretty rare because there were generally no more than one or two. And the rest of the time, we played with our friends. Now, baseball was the most popular organized activity, and many kids played on a Little League team, but our parents did not attend these games. That's right, folks. I repeat. They did not attend our games. (laughs) Shocking, I know. And guess what? We survived, as hard as it may be to believe. Now, back in the day, kids I knew either walked to a game or were dropped off. It wasn't until the team I was on made the championship game on the north side of Chicago that people were invited to attend and watch us play. 
And it was the first time my parents ever saw me play baseball. Now, I recall hearing some positive comments made when a kid did something well, but I don't recall parents saying anything else to their kids, the coaches, the refs, or other parents. They basically stayed out of the game and watched. And you know what? It felt like a game and not a life or death competition. Now, most of my childhood, I played a number of pickup games, softball, street hockey, tag football, neighborhood basketball, running bases in the alley. And when not engaging in sports, we rode our bikes everywhere around the northern part of the city of Chicago and the local suburbs, or we hung out in someone's basement and played a variety of games. And the parents at that time didn't complain about not having free time. Now, let me digress and have you get really mad at me. Let's talk about traveling teams. I know this is a hot topic, but this is such a pet peeve of mine, especially for really young kids. Putting your young kids on a traveling team as if that is a true necessity in life, as if there are not enough opportunities to play games locally. And how much time does this eat into your kids' lives and yours? With all the traveling, that's required. So unless your kid is really talented and has a shot to perform at an elite level, which was the original intent of traveling teams, do your kids really need to be on a traveling team? I know everyone is doing it, right? So there we are, keeping up with the Joneses. Now back to me. My mother only spoke to one of my teachers during all my years of school. She wanted to understand why I got an F in math in fifth grade and why she was not given any idea that I was doing so poorly until the school year had ended. I also had learning disabilities and had a special ed teacher who also was never told about my math struggles that year. Somehow my grade was changed from an F to a D and I passed fifth grade. Now some hovercrafting going on there, maybe, maybe not, but maybe I would have been better off not to be saved by mom and then taking fifth grade math again during the summer. Now, we talked about why parents hover over their children, and although they have many good intentions, there are downsides to this type of parenting. Not to say that hovering will hurt unless done too often where you can't take your eyes off your kids for a minute and need to monitor and direct their life. That's when it actually leads to growing up with a lack of confidence, lower self-esteem, when they get into the real world and their parents are not there to protect them, and it leads to poor coping skills when things just don't go their way. It impedes their ability to become mature and be able to deal with issues on their own. It would be a little difficult for a child to call a parent during a business meeting when a conflict emerges between their child and a coworker. Although, I will tell you that I've had parents call managers for their kids and tell them that they were being too hard on them, or they should not be penalized for their absenteeism problem, or they should have gotten a bigger raise or promotion. And I'm not kidding. This happens. <laughs> Never something that happened when I was younger. Now, hovercrafting is also shown, and this is concerning, 
to lead towards kids having more anxiety and depression, which may explain part of the reason why college kids struggle with these psychological issues more than the generations before them. No pain, no gain is so true when it comes to raising a child to be self-sufficient as an adult who is equipped to deal with the obstacles that life throws their way because they were given the chance as kids growing up to struggle to fail to fall and make their own choices. To not be overscheduled, overwatched, overcontrolled, overprotected, and forced to keep up with the Joneses. How do you know when you're hovercrafting? It's when you go to a store and your three-year-old is actually wearing a collar and a leash, or your seven-year-old is still using training wheels on their bike, or your 16-year-old is still sitting in a booster seat while riding only in the back seat of your car, or when you insist on going to your daughter's prom as a chaperone, or when you're up late each night reviewing your kid's homework and redoing it so the answers will be right, or not letting your kid go on a field trip without you attending or showing up to every one of your kids' activities and not only watching them, but, in a way, trying to become a participant, or selling all their cookies or candy bars for them, for whatever club they belong to, or your holiday gift for your daycare facility is a webcam, or when you don't let your child drive or date until they're 18 or maybe 21, or you attend your child's virtual class and take notes for them, or call their boss to say they'll be late for work, or argue with your child's teacher because you don't like how they graded one out of 40 answers on a test that they took. Now, I obviously have exaggerated a bit to make a point, but I hope you get what I'm trying to tell you and what you need to watch out for. Although, sadly, I'm sure that some of the examples I shared are actually true. Now, when I let my imagination run wild and I look out into the future, will parents smother their kids and protect them so much that they do their own background check on their kid's bus driver or take a DNA sample of their kid's date or rush their child to the emergency room just because they coughed once? Or they ask the judge if they can serve jail time for their son or show up to a job interview and answer all of the questions for their daughter or you cover your toddler in bubble wrap or require your teens to wear a body cam or you pick their college, their major, all their classes and activities or you join your kids on all their first dates or you hire a private investigator to check out their basketball coach and teammates or you film your six-year-old playing baseball and do an analysis of the game and report out to your kid on what they need to do to beat the team next time or you have all the teeth removed from your dog so there'd be no way they could bite your child Or you drive your kid to school when the temperature hits 32 degrees and school is only two blocks from home. I think you know now, based on what I've covered, what you may be doing to hover over your children too much. And if not, then I must have failed somehow. But I have no parent to save me. Now you can simply find out if you're a hovering parent by talking to your children, assuming they're old enough to have an intelligent conversation, and simply asking them if that's the case, and then listening. Am I too involved in your life? Now, as I mentioned, when you schedule your kid for lots of activities, that is a form of hovercrafting. Now, how do you know if you're doing this? 
If you spend more time in the car than you spend doing almost anything else. If you're not finding time to sit down and eat with your family and have a meal together. And to cook versus just picking up fast food or heating up a frozen pizza. Again, because you don't have enough time. But these dinners are important. You also know this is a problem if everyone is tired all the time. Or if your kids have little downtime. And by downtime, I'm talking about not allowing your child to use electronics or social media, but where they have time to do things to relax or be creative, maybe make things, work on puzzles, draw, build something, read, and do these things without being involved in playing with them. And they're overscheduled if they don't have time to play with friends and build close friendships. If you think they will build them, through all their activities, you're 100% wrong. It's the opposite. Not to say kids might not make some friends, but the reality is kids actually have fewer close friends today than the previous generations before them. And lastly, you know your kids are overscheduled. If you have few or no friends or no time to spend with them other than via text or phone, And you have no time to yourself to do things that you enjoy. So give yourself and your kids a break. And let your kids be kids. Let them do so without you hovering over them, watching their every move, monitoring their every activity, attending every activity, overscheduling them, and doing so many things for them. I will leave you with this final thought. Do you wish that your parents hovered over you as much as you Hover over your children. So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, The Way I See Things. And I hope you'll join me for my next episode. 